This program is rated I for immature. It's the Immature Gamers Podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the brand new Immature Gamers Podcast. I'm Harrison, joined by my best friend of 28 years, Caleb. Hey guys, very excited to get this kicked off. Yeah, so Caleb and I, we wanted to create a podcast just kind of talking a lot about gaming, something dedicated to gaming, but maybe just a little bit more, you know, not just not just gaming, but maybe everything from sports to finance to uh, alcohol, everything. Like we just really want to we really wanted to bring our lives in. We've also known each other for such a long time, been gaming our entire lives, and we really just want to, you know, bring bring our knowledge and our experiences to everybody here uh, that listens. So, um, just so you guys know, what we're always going to do when we start off is we are always drinking something. So uh, we're always going to be uh, uh, talking about what we're drinking, and I'll go ahead and start. I am actually drinking right now a 1800 Millennio which is a, uh, a tequila extra añejo, aged five years or so. Um, it's delicious. If you're a bourbon fan, I'm not a normal tequila guy, but I'm a big bourbon guy. And so if you're a bourbon fan, you should definitely try out extra añejo tequila. Um, Caleb, what about you, man? What are you drinking? Nothing too complicated for me today. Uh, just relaxing with a nice, crisp Topo Chico hard seltzer. I've got strawberry guava flavor in my hand right now this is my favorite seltzer um i have been very eager to try new seltzers when they come out because they quickly get old if you drink just like white claw all the time or you or true uh, truly all the time or whatever like they can get old quickly so but this one when they first started putting it out i quickly noticed that i wasn't uh getting sick of it it's it's just has the cleanest best taste and it, drinkability yeah you know I, i'm a big fan of of seltzers it's it's funny uh you know a lot of people make fun of anybody like man you're not manly if you're drinking seltzers whatever i really like seltzers when you get older guys if you're in your 18s 1920s you're gonna be like i'm never gonna get old whatever let me tell you something beer like eventually like catches up with you oh and, hell yeah it does and, and you feel sluggish man you feel so sluggish like after a while it used to be such a big craft beer fan and you just have to kind of figure out a way to to to, to limit it and yeah and seltzers man it's been that that's been such a great invention i would say the oh yeah the, the product in the market man you can like drink that all day at the at the pool or or all day like outside and you don't like feel like like weighed down at all it's so nice but Definitely. uh yeah i'm normally a white claw guy like i love black cherry but i did try so i did get some topo chico um uh, the uh, margarita. Have you seen the margarita ones? No, I have not. So they have these new margarita ones, and uh, they're pretty good. There's just a couple. Of th- so what I don't like about like you know you have like Trulies and when they come out with these special flavors, these uh, margarita like let's say margarita or colas or whatever, they force you to buy the variety pack. And and let me tell you, some of them are good, but some of them are just absolutely disgusting just yeah. terrible oh uh, the the bang truly or i'm sorry the bang seltzers came out uh, zero out of ten awful it tastes like chalk is a main ingredient i mean it was just 
Like, why would they think that was a good idea? Yeah. And some of them, it's just like, we're just going to... They have to buy it because it's a variety pack. If you like one flavor, you're going you're gonna to freaking oh, yeah. buy the whole thing. So let's just get rid of these terrible flavors, too, while we're at it, right? Huh. Yeah. So anyway, that's awesome. Hey, nothing wrong with drinking a nice seltzer. Um, I, I decided I was going to drink this Millennio. It's one of my ex- the kind of more expensive tequilas I've purchased before. And it, I think I bought it for like 130 bucks in, in Mexico, but it goes for about 200 here. So I actually got a good deal on it. Um, but I uh, figured since it was the first podcast, you know, I really wanted to tap into the good yeah. stuff, you know, like just really excited to record us. How long have you and I been talking about doing something like this? Probably years now, right? Yeah, years. I mean, pretty much ever since podcasts became, you know, popular mainstream, we're like, oh, we could probably do that. And, uh, you know, I bet we could have fun with it. And that's really just our main goal here. We, we, we like to talk about our our interests that's what kept us friends uh through so many years that's kind of unique i mean there's it's easy to take for granted a a long time friendship like that we've been friends for 28 years i mean that's not everyone can say that about their longest friendship um so we we've got some unique uh insights to bring to our favorite interests and i think we're gonna have a lot of fun yeah especially like i mean we're only in our mid thirties, you know? So to say 28 years and only in our mid thirties, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's like pretty much our entire life. Right. Yeah. We've been friends. So it's pretty impressive. You're like you said. So our, uh, to really put into context, how long we've been gaming. I mean, we've basically been gaming as long as we've been friends. Um, my history goes back a little bit from before our friendship. So, uh, first time i ever played a video game was the original game boy uh just that big brick thing with the non-backlit screen uh that like you'd be in your car driving home and like you're trying to like see the screen with like the uh the lights outside um but we were playing excite bike my friend had it and we'd be at church and he he was the one guy with the game boy and we would take turns and i just could not wait to get my hands on it it was just i was hooked immediately i was like this is so fun this is awesome i love it and uh that was that was my first time and then tetris too of course everyone who had a game boy had tetris just by default um so you know that was kind of fun uh my grandparents eventually bought a sega genesis like just completely out of nowhere like we would we would go to my grandparents house uh often you know as a kid like once a week they would kind of they would help watch me and my siblings and uh they just had a sega genesis one day i was like i didn't even know what it was i was like wait this is a video freaking game thing and like sonic the hedgehog blew me away i mean so many they're uh, one of my favorite games of all time shining force 2 that was oh, yeah. the first rpg like i didn't even know like i'd heard uh, the term rpg and didn't really know what it was really about but that was a fully fleshed that was like a like, like a, f- a full final fantasy game i had no idea you could get a game that size on a sega genesis cartridge um as a tactical rpg so you got like a uh squad of characters you collect big roster uh great story like i've never that was the first time a game really like engrossed me into the story uh and i just like couldn't wait to see what happened um so anyways lots of great classics on sega uh 
I we kind of got like the only consoles I had at home young were like Atari 2600. We had a ColecoVision, like the like really old school stuff that we get at like yard sales. And uh, sometimes they didn't even work half the time, but we were, me and my siblings were like determined to figure it out. So, uh, you know, play like Missile Command and everything on there. Uh, Let's see here. And then we got, uh, once me and you really kind of start playing games together co-op because i mean for a while it was just like we're playing outside like normal kids you know uh which is great but once uh gaming technology kind of uh was evolving and being released in nintendo 64 of course lots of many people have fond memories of playing goldeneye on n64 split screen that's the golden era of split screen and we would play that constantly whether me and you me you and my sister we had uh, other friends in the neighborhood we try to play four player as much as we could obviously was the goal can i chime in real quick can we talk about this for a second um goldeneye do you remember how obsessed we were with goldeneye oh yeah we would literally, your mom would make us go outside because it was a nice day outside. <laughs> and we hated it. We, we didn't want to, we just wanted to play Goldeneye. And so we would do rain dances, legitimate <laughs> rain dances. Now in the middle of the summer, right? Uh, obviously we, we grew up in uh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, down in the South. Every day during the summer, you got a thunderstorm. I mean, it was just, it's just how it is in the South. You get a thunderstorm every day in the evening. But we would go out there and we would do this rain dance to try to bring the rain and it would start raining and we were like, yes, we were, we actually did it. <laughs> and we'd go play GoldenEye the rest of the day. Like it was, but we actually yeah. thought it was because of us, but obviously it was just the Southern uh, weather, right? But we, we explored every inch of that game. We were like trying to glitch through walls and just, I mean, get to hidden areas. Remember on the dam, you could like, you could glitch into the water and like walk all the way out to like this hidden, I was like a scrapped area of the map, you know? And like, we just found every Easter egg, every secret, like we 100%ed that game before achievements were a thing, right? And now you get every achievement, you get the platinum trophy or whatever. No, like if GoldenEye had a platinum trophy, 100% completion, we definitely got that shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It was that was that was probably my favorite childhood memory is it's just every day just playing Goldeneye. Like you had the Nintendo sixty four. I didn't have the Nintendo sixty four, so like you're you, you had the advantage because you had the four mm-hmm. you know, four controllers. Yeah. So we always had like friends over, so it was just it was always made sense to go to your house and play Nintendo sixty four. And of course Goldeneye was number one. It's pretty cool how we would kind of split like a lot of times throughout the years you would have like a console or a computer and access to certain games and then it was almost like we did it consciously or subconsciously like i would get something else so we would broaden our range of games that we could play you know because for a while like you had a computer before i did right and so there's like 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 monopoly and like what was that like jet game there was just like all kinds of little stupid games that wouldn't entertain anyone these days but back then we were gobbling up everything we could get our hands on we wanted to play any and everything so even the stupidest little low effort game that was made like we were uh consuming at a fast rate <laughs> yeah we would man like we would remember that barney game my dad on, on his computer that we you would shoot barneys across the screen oh my god that? yeah like that would enter, crap. that would entertain us for hours right like yeah just oh, i forgot nuking, all about that dude. nuking barney just like 
just obliterating core, him. Core memory unlocked, bro. I totally forgot that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like we used to play that along with the Monopoly game of my dad's uh, Macintosh. Yeah. We would. So that that's another thing we kind of want. Before we were heavily into video games, we were playing straight up board games. Uh, chess checkers really our favorite was monopoly though and a lot of people our age didn't wasn't like super into monopoly because the games were really long a lot of people didn't have the attention span for that but we were so competitive you know we liked the complexity of it we were yeah. really you know diving into the strategies of the best way to win monopoly games and we we wanted to spend an, uh, an entire day playing monopoly eight ten hours on one game like we want that was like awesome to us but a lot of people didn't share that view so we would literally just play monopoly heads up yeah. like we would just play just me versus you we do that all the time and uh yeah it's just like i don't know how many people are really doing that like i thought that's kind of weird but it, it was, it was just great. something like you, you and i i mean we were so obsessed i mean we could you could we could give you like, or anybody could name a property, right? And we could tell you every little detail about that property. The rent, the that um, the amount of rent due if it has like one house versus two house. Like you and I knew everything about that game. Yeah. We played it so much. And and honestly, like I, I love Monopoly to this day, but I don't even have any of the memories or the the knowledge that I used to have when you right, and I used to yeah. play all we that. Right, yeah. Um, so like what else? We... Uh, um had ps1 right that's where we got into oh dude i totally forgot about this command and conquer remember oh, how we used to gosh. remember how we used to hook our ps1s together with a land cable with two tvs and we would play command and conquer and yeah. that was bliss man we had so much fun with that you know it, it's funny so so funny story about that so like i had a playstation one and so did caleb and um and so funny story about this, you always, so back then they had this, it was called the link cable. It was a special cable that you had to buy and it was expensive too, by the way, yeah. to link the two, to do the two consoles together. You needed two TVs and you needed the same game. So you couldn't just do one game. It had, each of you had to have a game, the game. So funny story, my dad lived in an apartment complex and started dating the property manager there. And I don't know about dating more than probably just, uh, you know, probably hooking up. I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, I guess they evicted a, a somebody in one of the apartments and they left behind this whole portfolio of PlayStation games. Wow. And and so um, in it back then, you know, Command and Conquer was a huge game. You needed two discs and each game you're able to play the skirmish mode from each of the discs so we were both able to play command and conquer on each of our consoles and didn't have to uh yeah uh, we would that like we would each choose our country or whatever it was and then yeah. we would build we would just like move in together as roommates we would just build our bases right next to each other and on top of each other and you would usually build the air force like that was your favorite with the air units helicopters and jet fighters and stuff and then i would usually make tanks and everything and then we would put a pit us against how however many other computer 
enemies. I don't even remember how many we could do, but it's basically me and you versus everyone else. And, uh, and it was hard. Sometimes we lose, but like when we would just like dominate and create good strategies to, uh, to win, like we had so much fun doing that. We uh, would, we would play for hours. I mean, remember we would, we would set the computers like up like to like brutal mode, like in, and you and I would just, you know, just dominate them. Like just yeah. dominate them. We, we had so much fun playing that game. Um, yeah. And then, so anyways, from there, wait, uh, was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance? That was PS2, wasn't it? Yeah. That or was, was that? Yeah. yeah. PS2, yeah. So yeah. that was kind of the net, like PS2 is a big leap for multiplayer gaming for us because then we had access to online. Uh, that was the first console or the first generation of consoles to support online multiplayer. And the PS2, it didn't even come with the router or the modem or whatever it was. You had to buy it separate. Yeah. Um, well, it came out like I think a year later after right. the PS2 came out. I think a year or two after it, it finally came out with the modem that you can buy yeah. to be able to access online. So we basically, like as soon as that came out, we were like, oh, we got to get this. So we, we, I mean, I wasn't even working. Was I working at the time? How old were we when that came out? I don't even remember. But I know you were working before I was. You're two years older than me. So um, you had access to funds. But I, I had more access to, like, I was like grandma money for Christmas birthday money. I would save that shit every dollar I could get my hands on to buy video game stuff with. But I also had sometimes were gifted to me like uh, Annie, you know, my mom's bestie back then. She bought us the PS2. I mean, that was huge. Otherwise, I would have never yeah, been exactly. able to, to get my hands on it, you know. So somehow these things always just kind of like fell in line. And uh, so we both had PS2. We are hooked up online. Um, and we've got internet at our house, you know, like not everyone had like broadband internet back then either. Like it was still fa that itself was fairly new. Um, so in the first games or game that we really played competitively, pretty hardcore was SOCOM 2. I mean, and that was one of our most beloved games of all time. Uh, it was a very unique experience that we still haven't really felt in any other subsequent game. I mean, it, SOCOM 2 was so unique. Um, yeah. What was it, like 8v8 or something like that? Yeah, it was 8v8, which was, you know, I mean, for the map sizes was just perfect. The yeah, perfect oh, amount of people. Maps were great. Like, yeah. we, did, we, we kind of took that for granted because we didn't really know much of it. That was like our first multiplayer online game that we really got into, right? So we didn't really... We were like, okay, this is fun. We didn't really know until we started playing more online games that some games just had sh trash, shitty maps. And uh, but SOCOM 2s were great right out the gate, and it was no respawn. You know, that was a big part of it. Uh, no respawn and the way the microphone chat system works. So the game, when you buy SOCOM 2, it comes with a headset. That was so yes. big. Everybody had a headset in SOCOM. Yes. Whether that, that was so annoying or not, it was still, it was well, still key. The, they had a very genius chat um system that i think is really underrated i'm surprised more games didn't take this on but only one person could have control of the microphone at once yes. so you you cannot it was physically literally impossible for 
people on the same team to talk over each other. So like if you're talking, nobody else can chime in while you're talking. And it worked really well uh, for to pe- for people to play seriously there really weren't that many trolls back then like people were pretty much playing seriously they were like trying to win they weren't they weren't team killing i, I did it have i think it had friendly fire right it yeah, had friendly it definitely, fire definitely yeah. had friendly fire yes and it was and it was kind of, you know fairly hardcore uh style of gameplay right it's like a, a headshot is a one shot kill like no matter what uh, it could be like a pistol, nine mil. You hit him in the head; they're dead. Like you know, kind of like Rainbow Six Siege is is like that. It was very similar in terms of like bullet and health physics and whatnot. But uh, third person, you know, like we we weren't we haven't over the years we went more towards first person really kind of took our attention but that's probably more of a product of just kind of the games, the quality of the games. Like first person shooters became so popular. And so refined, therefore, the gaming industry kind of funneled more into the FPS genre in in terms of versus the third-person genre. Not to say there aren't any good third-person games out there. Obviously, Fortnite is really big. But, um, you know, that was just kind of like you kind of latch on to one or the other, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, but, you know, that really was i mean like you said i mean third person multiplayer um the the it was realistic shooter right that was another thing mm-hmm. very realistic in terms of you know i mean you weren't you soaking up bullets before you died i mean it was pretty yeah. much a couple of bullets and you're dead so don't yeah. overexpose yourself right you, you had know. to play smart um and the the again the no respawn right so this was yeah. before the days of Call of Duty, right? Where I think Call of Duty mainly, or maybe, I don't know if Halo, maybe kind of Halo multiplayer maybe came before Call of Duty did, where it became a lot more respawn heavy gameplay. But yeah, this is like you you start a match, you got to play really carefully, tactically. And uh, if you die, you're dead. You just got to sit back and watch and hope your teammates can clutch. And it would come up with, dude, there was some really clutch clutches. I mean, you, you come down to like 1v3, 1v4, and you're like, oh, it's over. But if you were good, you could blat, yeah. blat, 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 and, and, and clutch it for your team. Uh, not not dissimilar to what you see in, in Rainbow Six Siege these days. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really interesting. Um, speaking of Rainbow Six, by the way, um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about some of our most epic gaming moments. Um, probably, and, and you know mine. I, I've already shared mine mm. with you. Uh, but it has something to do with Rainbow Six. Uh, but oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the most epic gaming moments and just talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of gaming today and just kind of talk about, you know, what we're, what we're playing now. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Um, so, we were talking about a little bit of our gaming history, um, and uh, moving forward. And uh, just so everybody knows, we are going to be making this a pretty uh, uh, a lot a lot of audience participation. So we'll put, be putting out some polls, and we'll bring them up, and we'll bring in your responses onto our our show here. But one of our uh, one of our weekly uh, uh, questions was, what's the most epic moment in gaming history? 
And so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And I'm going to share my most epic moment. And Caleb's going to share his a little bit later. Uh, but we really have to talk about one uh, particular thing. Caleb and I think we might have actually uh, brought down Blockbuster by accident. So if you guys, oh, we really definitely, little, we definitely put a dent in it. That's for sure. If you guys definitely, uh, if you guys, if you guys are uh, upset about Blockbuster, please don't blame us. We're really sorry. No, we 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 made a, we made uh, I made a mistake once, and I uh, I accidentally, I guess I when I re- rented the game Rainbow Six Three. Um, it came without the disc and I was like man like why like I got all the way home so excited to play it and and the disc wasn't inside the case and I'm like man what is going on here so I bring it back to Blockbuster and and I'm like hey you guys didn't give me the disc and so they gave me a new copy and I come home and I'm playing it and about a week later uh, I find it and it's it fell out of my case like legitimately fell out and uh, and Didn't so you say your little sister, my was, little brother, was with it? I, oh. he, I think my little brother may have found it and took it out. And so whatever, whatever. Right. I ended up with a free copy of Rainbow Six Three. Well, the game was super fun. And so I was like, Caleb, he didn't really have much money. I'm like, Caleb, maybe you can replicate this situation now i'm not we're not advocates for stealing by any means but we were teenagers at the time we didn't know we just we really loved rainbow six three like because i saw i was playing it at your house watching you play i was like man this will be i think you might even let me borrow it for a day or two and uh i was like dude this is awesome we got to play this online and uh yeah but i didn't have any income so there was really no way for me to buy it myself and so yeah we were really just trying to be resourceful how can i own a copy of this game yeah yeah and so you uh you you decided to try to pull the same trick that i did even though mine wasn't a trick it was a legitimate mistake um (laughs) right you tried to pull it and uh, we went to blockbuster and uh well yeah so yeah so we're like all right so i'm just gonna go take it take my game back and be like hey you guys gave me an empty box and uh and at first they kicked back a lot they were like no that's impossible we didn't give you an empty box and i was like i was for a second they're like oh shit like they found me out and then i was like no fuck that they don't know shit about dick and so i was like uh no look i'm telling you this game just came out me and my best friend are huge. We used the best friend in the argument there. I was very convincing to the manager. We, the game just came out. We were super anticipated for it. Uh, very excited. I couldn't wait to get my hands. Didn't have enough to buy it. So renting it is the next best thing. I had to get it before. Cause that was another thing. When new games came out at Blockbuster, if you weren't quick, somebody was going to rent that yeah. new game before you. Right. So I was like, I just, all I needed, all I knew is that I had to get my hands on it before anyone else did. And I get home and the box is empty so like i i literally i just want i just really just want to play this game and they like they were like they couldn't prove me wrong they 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 couldn't prove it for whatever reason so they were just like all right here you go and they gave me another copy that they had so i go home i now have two copies of the game the the rental date what is it like three four days i remember five days and then you got to turn it back turn back in one copy pocketed the other Bam! Now we have access to Rainbow Six Three. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I mean, it was just like, like, 
we we totally ripped off Blockbuster, and then <laughs> shortly after that location in Charlotte closed. So we always joke around that we were the we were the fall of of Blockbuster. But but let's talk about Rainbow Six Three because that was actually a really fun game. So. Um, you know, this is back and online gaming is really first starting on consoles. And uh, we got, it was 3v3. Remember that? It was so awkward yeah. because it's like, mm-hmm. man, you just wanted more. You wanted well, more than just 3v3. Well, plus two, we had been playing SOCOM 2 yeah. mostly up until that point, which was 8v8. Uh, it was 8v8, right? Yeah. Or was it uh, 6v6? I'm I pretty can't sure it was 8v8. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. So we go from lobbies, that. Yeah. It's it still had the the kind of hardcore ness to it that we liked. The you know low health, right? You get a headshot. It's a one shot kill. Low health and no respawn. You know, so we liked that. It had a very similar feel to the SOCOM too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it but was it was first awesome. person instead of third. Yeah, it was. It was first person. It really you had to you had to play a lot more strategically. It reminded me a lot of like. Counter Strike Source, in my opinion, oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that particular like style, like it reminded me a lot of Counter Strike Source. Um, but anyway, so my most epic gaming moment ever, and this is where a, a name was born. So, just so you guys know, my gamer tag is Alpha. It's always been Alpha. I think I started it with my AOL Instant Messenger name way back in the day. Um, it was Alpha, and that was from. I, I don't know why, it was, just, it was just a random name that I chose when I was eight years old, seven years old. And so, it's always been Alpha, and Caleb, yours is Soul of Steel, is one of your primaries. Mm-hmm. And so, we were playing this game, and we were kind of talking a little trash, because uh, we were doing really well against this other team, and these, this other bad... Um, and, how it worked was, you know, when you'd finish a game, you go to a lobby and you guys can trash talk each other. And um, so we're, we're trash talking this other team and these guys were like, oh yeah, well, why don't you have your third person, which was a rando for us, switch over to our team and you can go 2v4 and see what happens. And so we're like, okay. all right, yeah, let's do it. And, and back then too, you could, in the lobby, you can switch teams. So we made it, so it was 2v4. And um, so we play in the very first game. We uh, we just wiped the floor with these guys. It's just two v four, and we just fucking just, swept them. We just sweep them, just destroy them. We and, were playing with confidence and yeah. and aggression, and we were like, "Fuck you!" Like we're in the zone and yeah like they were playing scared and playing back you know some of the stuff we you see in apex or you know many any uh, online game these days yeah and so like we yeah we were able to um do really well we swept them and they all left they just left Rage they, they quit. did they did not want to even face us in the lobby and so we uh we we were like oh my god we just alpha steeled that and so it, we combined it our, our our gamer tag names, and it just created this new kind of phrase for us that we would live by. So that was when I was eighteen. So that was almost twenty years ago, and uh, and yeah. So like it, it's just to think about yeah. it. We've been how many how many times have we used the term? Let's alpha steal this. I mean, we do it all yeah, the time. And, right. There's inevitably situations in uh, online games where it's. You know, you and one teammate versus a lot more enemies. That was basically what it was. All right, it looks like we got to alpha steal this shit because our 
fucking dumbass teammates went and got themselves killed, and then we have to clutch a tougher fight. Yeah, so it was it was just a pretty epic moment. Um, so, by the way, it sounds like your dog's a little uh, go crazy back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um, anyway, I'm hoping my kid doesn't try to start like <laughs> crying when and, and ruin their podcast here, but. Um, yeah, so I mean, dude, I mean, it's just it was so simple. Like back back then, I mean, one thing that I'll say about about gaming and online gaming was it was just very simple. There was no um you know, no you know, meta kits or anything like that. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but it was just more just pure skill, right? And it was just pure Yeah. You know, you either land your shots or they do, and there's yeah. not much room for uh error. And, and so, like, and not not saying that now is 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 worse than before, because obviously technology, graphic uh, advancements, you know, you you could do more with a game. I mean, you take a game like game that we play a lot, Apex Legends, you know, and you think about the puzzle pieces that you have to as a dev in in a balancing situation, like right. you know, it, it's just it's really complex, and it it, it creates the uniqueness and, and a lot more fun to the game. But man, back then. It was very simple. It was, you yeah. know, you had like three or four kits. You know, remember in, in, in Rainbow Six Three, it was like a sniper kit. It was an assault rifle kit. It was a, you know, there were right. like different kits, right? And that was and it. Different maps would, yeah. And there, there were some maps that were just like your building versus their building in a big open area down the middle you know there would be like maybe a lane that went uh, like a tunnel that went underneath or whatever so snipers were perfectly viable um i mean if you land your shots you can use whatever freaking gun you wanted it didn't really matter in that game but uh there's a lot of skill gap in that too just because i don't think there was a lot of people playing it you know in general so at least at the ps2 online you know uh so anyways so that was like yeah it was a pretty defining epic gaming moment for us that really got our that really got us jazzed up i mean definitely had the endorphins going the, all the feels we were like holy shit we just like two before those guys and not only that but like just shit on them like and we were like wow like it was like a shot of heroin or something it was like that's kind of maybe where the addiction started uh you know it gets yeah. getting embedded in the old noggin there um so we uh did ps2 online a lot uh eventually we kind of started transitioning into pc and uh um which we did a lot a lot of pc gaming on uh i took a class my junior year of high school um paid like x amount of dollars i think it was like 200 maybe 300 dollars or something to get in and they provide you all the parts to build a computer and then they show you how to do it like they walk you through it and you build it so i had like a solid little pc it was it was a decent computer too um was able to play like decent games not a high graphics or nothing but you know back then there was a a lower gap between high-end pcs and low-end pcs because you know it it was still a fairly new platform um yeah i mean uh, like but like back then too i mean pcs you could build a good gaming pc for way less money than you could build yeah. it today. Oh yeah. For I mean sure. the, the graphic requirements back then for these games were just so much lower and you know the the, the technological gaps uh, in graphics cards weren't that much. So it, it 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 was so much easier. I mean 
Hell, you could even buy, you can go to like Best Buy and just buy like a regular PC. I remember doing that at one point um, and didn't have, you just got like a basic, you just had a basic graphics card, like an Nvidia graphics card in there. Right. And and it ran every game just totally fine. Yeah. Obviously that's not the case now. You, you have to really gear your, game, your PC up for a, a gaming PC if you really want to play some of these games these days. We, uh, yeah, so that kind of brings us into where we branch out from just me and you, right? We're on PC, we're on the game. The multiplayer games are evolving. They're getting bigger. They're getting more popular. So we're like, all right, like, let's, you know, we kind of started, like, clans and, like, alliances were becoming a thing. And we were playing um, Halo, right? So Halo PC, uh, it was ported you know obviously it originally came out on xbox the original xbox and it was ported on a pc and we were playing it a lot online it had a really good solid multi online multiplayer and uh we wanted to be in an alliance and so we found randomly i think i found it it was a website i was just kind of like googling in the early ages of google if you will uh alliances for halo pc and we found a website for a clan called Nas Ninjas of Zod. It's such and- a funny name to think about now. I mean, it really like. I mean, if you want to get the most geekiest possible, you name your clan Ninjas of Zod. Like, I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how often I got made fun of when I told somebody I was in this clan but, called Ninjas. But of we Zod. liked the tag though. The NRC tag was, was awesome. cool. Nas, Nas. Yeah. like that's so cool. We just liked it. We we're a little young teenager selves. Anyways. Um, and that was this is going to even get even more nerdy but this is when we kind of started learning about leet speak leet they don't even do they even call it that anymore leet speak remember that when you're using like letters instead of numbers oh you know? yeah leet oh my gosh yeah <laughs> you know? like we yeah yeah uh, so we, that so part L, of the application three three t right yes no part of the application for that clan was like so you think you're so like one three three seven that blah 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 like you can join us and we were like what the fuck does one three three seven mean that was elite like as an elite as in like you're really good at the game or whatever you know i don't know that was like a thing for a while um Oh my god! But yeah, but that's... those but it, but the guys weren't the dudes in the clan. They ended up accepting us, and uh, they were just really cool, chill, down to earth guys. They were good, and a lot a lot of really good players uh, who were just kind of playing semi casually. Um, there was like the core was me, you, and then the leader Smash, uh, and a uh, dude named Connor, a uh, dude named Rincewind, who was in the UK. Um, which funny, like Smesh, uh, ended up moving. He's living in Germany right now, but I've kind of semi kept in touch with him over the years. Um, but like the good, like the, the good, like five, six of us were good at the game and we would just basically pub stomp. Like we would just go in as you go in as clan six stack on halo PC or any PC game for that matter, like counter-strike, uh, battlefield, whatever, you know, there's a lot more of them at this point. And uh, but we would go into Halo PC as a 
pub pre-made and we were all pretty damn good individually and yeah just fucking pub stomp i mean it was awesome um and we would play competitively uh there was like leagues like online leagues that would like set you up with other clans and we got humbled a little bit in those like because we didn't have the advanced tactics we were basically up until that point just each just playing individually and just yeah there was no strategy like we didn't practice yeah we were just like you know just going out there and just getting high kill high damage games um but we were when we started playing competitively we were we were going against dudes who actually had like more thought out tactics and and stuff so we didn't do awful but it was a learning curve and the the kind of clan was kind of fizzling out at that point anyways we were kind of getting older guys were uh, like smash wasn't you know he, he was transitioning away from gaming he doesn't really game anymore i think you might have said he did he dabbled with a little last time i talked to him little little uh mobile gaming like clash of clans or something like that maybe or maybe i'm remembering it wrong but he mainly kind of just dropped gaming altogether and then connor c- kind of the same uh i guess which just kind of grew up you know a lot of the guys back then just grew up and grew out of it and me and you never did that <laughs> we i mean we grew up but we didn't grow out of it uh that was well, definitely we always kept up with gaming no matter where we were in our lives we, we definitely grew out of the uh gaming uh clan ninjas of zod but oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no i mean no i mean like let me tell you like my PC gaming years was some of my best uh, memories. Like, you know, I um, we we played a lot. We we got into Battlefield two. We played a lot of Counter Strike Source as well. Battlefield um, is huge. We play a yeah. lot of Battlefield. Um, that Battlefield two is really what did it for me when it came into um, you know, like first person shooters. Is is really? I mean, I played a lot of Quake uh, uh, three back in the day, but. Um, Battlefield 2 is really what what's got me into uh, first person shooters and 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 Caleb you you left to go to the Air Force and um, and kind of left me hanging a little bit by myself mm-hmm. because uh, you know you were you, obviously during training I mean you weren't able to play at all and then when you got out of training you got put across the world halfway across the world yeah. so um, it was, oh, it was, I was gaming though that was when I was into WoW dude that was when yeah. I was cracked out on World of Warcraft yeah. Yeah, it was probably a good thing because I, I never got into uh, too many MMO uh, RPGs, but um, but yeah. Oh, so we I, do have one to talk about. Oh, we do have one. Yeah, we'll, we'll revisit that in a second. But um, but yeah, so I got into Battlefield twenty one forty two when that came out, um, and got into my own clan called Third Gaming, and ended up, you know, we ended up competing in that game and and being one of the best clans in the world, um, in in twenty one forty two. But just the Battlefield games alone just kind of changed my kind of, you know, just just, you know, just changed my skill level, I would say, because it was just those are so great games. I mean, they, they, there was the kind of the beginning of more complex, you know, kind of meta strategies almost, you know, because you had different kits and every um, you, you can in, in competitive gameplay, you would you would want certain kits for certain reasons yeah. and and it was um it was a it was just a lot of fun but yeah we need to talk about the 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 greatest mmo that barely existed um mxo matrix oh yes yes we need to talk about that man because that that is that was such a we 
Yeah, we had that again. One of the games that we played together, which really got the endorphins going. That really gave you a shot in the feels. Like, oh, this is so fun. Like, man. Uh, so it was basically released. The Matrix Online game was released as a sequel, or like a continuation, rather, to the movies, the movie yeah. trilogy. So it was a, it was a canonically. A, a, a canon continuation of the films and uh so it's like uh you are just like you know you're someone who got woken up you create your character whatever you choose your uh ability set classes there was like martial arts right so you would specialize in different types of martial arts like judo uh Oh, shit man i don't even it's been so long i can't even remember what the other one so i just remember judo was one of them probably like Taekwondo, Taekwondo or some crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what else, but it was also like hacking abilities, right? Which hacking was essentially like a mage, right? So, like, yeah, the that's, hackers what, that's had, what I did. I did hacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with a little bit of, it was like a mage slash support kind of type, big nukes, uh, and then like, you know, buffs and, uh, and cleanses and shit like that. And then you'd have like range, obviously, guns were a big part of it. So, you'd have like ranged heavy classes. You would have like cert your stats for that have certain dodge right so if if you're like a melee class versus a range class you're going to be dodging a ton of bullets uh just had really cool mechanics that really fit well with the film like I, I was a huge i still am a huge fan of the whole trilogy a lot of people only like the original one i like the whole thing so being a huge fan of the matrix films i was and being a huge gamer i was like i mean obviously you liked it a lot too but i really connected with the material um and liked how they wove in the stuff in the films into like the classes the gameplay the stats the um even the story like just just like the quests were really interesting it's like you you would go and you know there was the, the environments are huge skyscrapers yeah. cities like massive environments a lot of the buildings you go inside it was hard just to find like uh the next story quest giver you get there and it's fucking morpheus and he's like dude like there's some shit that we got to do we're getting chased by agents you fight an agent oh fuck bro it was just as scary like in that first film like it's like you're gonna get your ass kicked it's just about survival and disengaging and getting away and healing up and maybe you fight for a few seconds and it was like it got your heart pumping you, you got out you you pretty much yeah. you saw an agent you, you just like in the film you got the hell out <laughs> yeah um and uh so we played it so much we got end game uh um there it didn't take a super long time to get but you know they to 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 get to the end game um wasn't a ton of end game content they had like some dungeon stuff or whatever it was mainly kind of turned into pvp and pvp was really fun uh we liked it a lot but basically uh another big part of the game too uh, briefly because i don't want to spend too much time talking about this but remember all the radio they had yeah. like radio shows Right. Yeah, so that that was um, and I was gonna mention that because you know you and I always want to start a podcast. Well, well, we That's wanted where to it also. Started. This is actually That's really where it, where it started. We actually oh. wanted to start a radio uh, station, right? Because back in the day, oh. you you could, and this is how advanced it was for its age. Because this was, I mean, this was early two thousands, right? So like 
MXO, you can add a radio, you can add music to, to stream into your game while you're playing. Or you can add these radio stations that'll stream into the yeah. game. And there were these radio stations people set up. It was kind of like podcasts, but they were live. Yes, dude. And, and yeah, and you would you would actually physically listen to these radio stations while and you're the playing DJ, the game. The, but the DJs had in-game avatars, yes. and they would set up inside nightclubs. Yes, yes. so they would play Bro. music, by the way. But every now and again, it'd be like a real radio show, and they would do like these events where they would like you go to a nightclub, and the DJ was there. And, and everyone would just be there chilling. It was no fighting, no drama. Yeah. Everyone would just be like slash dance, talking, yeah. listening to literally, literally listening to a live podcast, playing music. Everyone chill. Like it was just like a big social event. And there weren't any rules that prevented people. Like if everyone wanted to just start brawling, you could. There's nothing that prevented you from doing that. But it created such a vibe of just like. Dude, that's that's like the early version of like VR right there, man. Because yeah. like, you know, like that's what VR is going to be the meta a big world. ass party. That's yeah. the meta world, yeah, the meta. Right? That's it's going to be a big VR party. You know, eventually, yeah. once it becomes more mainstream. Yeah, no, um, it's uh, that that game. Unfortunately, the the devs nerfed the game so badly that mm. people just stopped playing. Right? And, yeah, and they tried to revert it back to try to find the balance and it just lost so many people initial right that well, it, it, it killed it did, the game it needed a balancing for sure like it definitely needed a rebalancing but i truly think what they did was too much at once you yeah. know like um the people were so invested heavily in the only meta uh, you know like uh, you know the whatever was doing the best statistically everyone was comfortable with even though this stuff was overpowered nobody really cared we were just having fun playing the game so so yeah so it did needed a rebalancing but it was drastic it was like bam like they just made a huge shift all at once instead of what they probably should have done is incremented it slowly so it wasn't uh, over the course of time so it wasn't such a shock to the system yeah. like since it became so many people's builds gear it, it just made everyone's shit irrelevant and you had to start it no one was really all that interested in starting over i guess and it just was like fuck it we're gonna move on to other games and on top of that they made it almost impossible to level up like i remember like they nerfed it so bad it would take so it was such a grind to level up at that yeah. point after so yeah, yeah, if you had to go rebuild, terrible. why would they do that? Yeah, like it was it literally killed the game and I remember them trying to save the game. They they reverted some of the stuff that they had nerfed, but it was already It was too late, too, yeah. Too late. The damage was done. Yeah. Uh how whoa, how are we at on time here? Yeah, so we got to we, we're going to have to take a break now. Um yeah, so so let's take a break, Caleb. Uh I think we got a nice little history of us um uh you know we kind of stopped at PC gaming, and and just so you guys know, we're we're into modern day right now. We're really focused on our PS5s right now, um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about modern day, what we're playing right now. Um, Caleb, you saw owe us a story about your uh, epic moment in gaming oh, yeah. history, so we want to hear that. We're going to talk about today, and just kind of talk about some of the games that we're playing, maybe the state of of gaming right now. Uh, if we have some time, we'll talk a little bit more, maybe a little sports action because we're big sports fans as well and um yeah and uh we'll wrap things up so uh let's go ahead and take a break and uh we'll be back on the other side 
All right, and welcome back. All right, so Caleb, you owe us a story. We we're talking about a ep- most epic moment in gaming history for yourself. What, what's your story? Yeah, just a, a super awesome, fun moment that really sticks out for me. Uh, was, again, one of my all-time favorite games. It was a real-time strategy game called uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth. Um, I think this is a hugely underrated game in general, but uh, it was while I was playing PC. I don't really play PC. I didn't keep up. I dropped PC gaming after a while, but this uh, uh, was one, uh, definitely one of my favorites. So it's so RTS, right? The game takes you through essentially the story of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, all three movies from, you know, starting out in the Shire or whatever, and then, you know, all the way to storming the gates of... Mordor to you know so more so you can toss the ring in the fire or whatever the fuck so you the thing I really loved about it was you uh, you had hero units right so all the main characters in the game Legolas Gandalf Aragorn Gimli uh, all these dudes were super strong individually and then you also have your kind of like uh, infantry units like your archers and your spearmen, your uh, pikemen, rather, um, you know, swordmen, uh, whatever. And you could integrate the units with each other. So you could, like, you could build an archer unit and you could build a spear unit and they would level up it was like five guys each and then you'd integrate them together they're permanently fused together and then the spear guys are in the front basically guarding your archers and then your archers shoot over them in the back so you could there was all kinds of different mix and match things you could do with the units which i really loved and then those units level up if you keep them alive it was almost almost like a roguelite element to it because it was permadeath if if that unit got wiped in battle like if you were careless and uh uh you got them killed and they're permadeath and you got to start a new unit you got to cook a fresh one from your uh you know barracks or whatever and then start them over at level one uh, well, but your hero units were always maintained. Even if they died, you'd have them the next game at whatever level. They didn't start over, so you you built them up over time. Well, anyways, so you go through the whole game, right? Loving it. Get to the very end. Storming the gates of Mordor. Uh, you've got your massive army that you've built up. Like, I, if you're careful, if you were good, you you had the same units from the beginning of the game so they're all maxed out all your heroes are maxed out by the way i really love this about the game you can so boromir right everyone loves the dude who uh what's uh ned stark right what's that actor's name oh um uh ned stark uh i'm i'm blanking on it thanks for putting me on the spot Uh, yeah no because i blanked on it initially too uh but boromir dies famously in the first movie uh, sean bean sean bean of course how could we forget that's that's so shameful yeah uh but anyways so uh he dies famously in the movies well in the game when you're playing that level if you're quick enough like if you just beeline to where he's in trouble right he's getting surrounded if you just you literally cannot waste a single second you have to beeline your team through hordes of or like you just have to ignore a bunch of enemies because they're all over the place if you get there in time you can save boromir prevent him from dying and then he's in your squad for the whole game and he's a really good hero unit and it's just fucking cool like so anyway so you got him you got aragorn legolas fucking gandalf the white you got all these fucking dudes all the hobbits uh you got all your badass units 
their max level. You're storming against the mortar. There's like wave after wave after wave. They're just pouring out goblins, orcs, all the fucking baddies, killing them. You're killing them. And I kind of underestimated it because I thought I had such a cool, badass, maxed out army. I underestimated it and was kind of being like willy nilly. And I got a lot of my units killed. Like a lot of my dudes, it was like I've been carrying the whole game that I was like named them and like cared for them. And they just like died. And I let them die because I was careless. And I was like, oh shit, I might not clear this. I thought I was just going to one-shot the level. But then I started doubting because I, I, I didn't realize how many waves there were. So there's two final waves. It's like, it's literally like this chaos on the screen. It's like the gates of Mordor are emptying. It's like basically making it obvious that, uh, that this is it. This is the final wave on the mini map. You've got two bases you have to protect. Like you die, like you fail. If they overwhelm your two little bases, uh, I had two units left. I had Legolas and I had Gandalf and a huge fucking red line, like probably about 200 enemy units left. And I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, fuck. So I sent Legolas to one base and I sent Gandalf to the other. And you just see the two forces, the two red lines split, one go to each area well legolas is like fucking going ham just like ripping off arrows you've got special abilities i'm like chunking off all his special abilities using all his cooldowns he's like massacring kills a ton of them but he gets overwhelmed and uh, and dies and that base gets destroyed well gandalf of course is over here he's doing work he's blasting out spells uh he's got his special ultimate ability was a nuke like it, it basically it's literally a fucking nuke he raises his staff fucking does a big ass magic blast which kills everything on the screen literally my screen is i'm zoomed all the way out and my screen is completely full of bad guys i've had to time it perfectly launch his ultimate he's completely surrounded by over a hundred fucking baddies blows them all up kills the final wave by himself and i win with just gandalf and i was like I was like in that dude i was like there i was so immersed into that moment it felt like i was like in the movie or in this like alternate version of the movie to where everyone dies like literally everyone died aragorn gimli legolas boromir all of my like everyone died except gandalf but we still were able to destroy the ring so anyways yeah that always definitely stood out Dude, that's a, that's a pretty epic moment, actually. And but, and but honestly, like I could see that being really cool, just to see, you know, just you being completely overwhelmed and with just one stroke, just win. <laughs> yeah. And it was I had to I had to wait to the last moment because like the the enemies were still pouring in. I knew I only had one shot and he was dying. And uh, but if I popped it too soon, I wouldn't kill everyone so i just had to time it perfectly and bam just like <laughs> nuke goes off you vaporize them all oh that's awesome. So awesome that's so awesome all right well let's uh let's fast forward to right now like so we kind of went through our history uh our history there just to show you guys that you know we are really big into gaming and we've been into gaming our entire life so we really know what we're talking about um when it comes to uh just just casual gaming right and um and so right now, Caleb and I we play a game called Apex Legends. I'm not sure if uh, if, uh, if you've heard of it or not. If you haven't heard of Apex Legends, which if you haven't, you've been living under a rock. I feel like because it's one of the most popular games out there right now. Um, if not the most. If not the most, yeah. But 
Let me just say one thing. It is a fantastic game. It really is a fantastic game. And um and it is a it's a it's a uh basically battle royale. It's 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 essentially uh squads of 3 and you choose different legends. Each legend has their own unique abilities. Hero and, shooter. Yep. Battle royale. And uh it is uh you know when you you know you try to fight to the end right you, you try to fight to be the last squad alive um you know very similar to a game you know fortnite or or PUBG. um except in my opinion this game was probably the most balanced game um out there i mean it had a lot of different levels it had you know unique abilities from each of your characters that you choose uh it has um the ability to revive so if you get knocked down you can get revived mm. if you get finished off you're still not out if your team survives that fight they can grab a banner of yours and go respawn you you know yeah, so that was huge yeah because nothing is worse i played a lot of PUBG in my in my life and uh nothing was worse than oh. getting thirsted and then killed and then you're and then you're out and then you have to watch your rest of your teammates if they yeah. survive the fight Go play I, the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I love the concept of Battle Royale because, you know, PUBG really kind of started that Battle Royale genre. And I liked the idea of it. But when I played PUBG, I really didn't have much attachment to it at all. I was like, it just isn't like, uh, I don't know if it was the graphics or the frame rate or, or whatever. Um, it just didn't do it for me. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm pretty sure Fortnite came out with their Battle Royale game mode before yeah. apex but i don't think it was out for too long before and apex just surprise dropped one day right like we were uh we had been playing rainbow six siege me you and our uh, good friend jd who who's our uh most famous teammate uh that we play with most of the time whenever we have you know it's more than just duos game mode or whatever um we were playing a lot of siege and we were kind of burnt out on it we were like kind of looking for the next game we we're like eh, like well, what's it gonna be and then apex surprise drops and we all download it it's a free-to-play game uh we all just kind of fall in love with it immediately it's trios right so it fit perfectly for us um uh and uh it's it's really true test of skill you know like there's huge skill gaps and then the ranked mode they've dedicated to balancing and um uh, making it really feel satisfying when you rank up, make you really work for it and have to optimize. Um, they really craft the meta from season to season. They change it up to keep things fresh and interesting and uh, always release a new legend every season. There's like a new season every three months, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, we just love the whole grind. Uh, it's And the gameplay, um, you, find, you really find your niche with whatever there's so many legends that you'll find one that fits you and they're mo they're all pretty much viable for the most part you know but when you're getting to the high ranking meta there's certainly plenty of legends that no one's picking um but yeah that's what we're really into that we've been into this with like in three years actually we've yeah, been playing I mean, apex right and, and this is our number one game for three years i mean you you sprinkle in another game or two every now and again but you know this is the game that we play you know, we we dedicate our skill towards, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a it's it is a lot of fun. It can be very frustrating. There are definitely skill gaps. I mean, 
I mean, if you try to solo yep. queue in ranked games, you, you'll find that, uh, you, you, at least Caleb and I, we find all the time that we're most of the time better than our teammates. And, and it can be kind of frustrating because you're like, man, what are you guys doing? Why are you uh, doing, why <laughs> are you playing this way? It could be the most frustrating thing. But um, overall, it is when you have your squad together, if you're, if you've got a good team together, it is the most satisfying game. Just getting that, getting that win at the end. Um, because you, you went through a lot to get to that win. So it, every win feels earned. It never feels given. And that's, that's a really, really good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and we're seeing the new season kicks off in a couple of days here. Super excited about that. Yeah, season 13. They just announced a couple of key changes. So if you guys are playing, didn't get a chance to really dive into any of the changes, we've got a couple of highlights for you here. So couple of the big things when it comes down to, uh, first off, new legend, right? So we've got... Uh, um, Newcastle. Newcastle, I'm sorry, Newcastle. Which, by the way, um, I was listening to another podcast, and I do remember this. Um, in, uh, in the files, uh, Rampart and Newcastle, I believe, were flip-flopped, right? Like, the names were flip-flopped a long oh. time ago. I remember, I remember this. Yeah. So I remember when Rampart was supposed to come out, it was supposed to be Newcastle with this, with her abilities. And then yeah. Rampart was with, you know, but they at the last minute changed it or, or the files mm-hmm. were like deceived or whatever. But like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Newcastle, it, he looks kind of strong, right? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's an alternate to Gibraltar who's dominated the meta for a while um, I don't know if he's gonna he's not really gonna supplant Jibby because that Jibby's you know the, the big thing that differentiates them is their ultimate abilities uh, their tactical more or less to me do essentially serve the same function they just have pros and cons like Jibby's bubble gives more overall protection but you're, you're set in place you have to hide under it uh Newcastle's tactical is like a moving wall shield. Um, it serves the same function as providing cover for your team. And then you combine that with his uh, passive, which is, you know, you, you got a revive shield similar to what Lifeline used to have, except you can crawl around with it. You can drag them behind cover and stuff. So when you combine his passive with his tactical, it essentially serves one of the big primary functions as Gibraltar, which is like your teammate gets knocked a lot. Jibby's going to toss his dome and go quick revive them. Well, Newcastle is going to do the the same thing. If your teammate gets knocked, he's, but he's, he's going to throw his tactical. And then when he's reviving, he's also using his passive. You can cover two angles. Um, or drag them behind cover or whatever. So tacticals are going to serve the same function, but their big difference is their ultimates. Newcastle does a jump, like a leap forward charge, sets down a big wall, similar to Rampart's tactical, except uh, there's no amped cover, and um, it's three segments all together right there, and it's electrified. So if an enemy touches it, tries to vault over it, and they get stunned like if they walk through a Watson fence. Um, I think so. This is it. This is why I think Newcastle is going to be viable because he's a more mobile Gibraltar, right? Um, say you're you might have a little 
distance between yourself and your ally, your ally gets knocked unexpectedly. Like it happens. It doesn't matter how good you are, how good your squad is. Sometimes you just get knocked. Maybe you get focus fired by two sentinels. They both rip off a headshot or two bows or whatever. It doesn't take much to drop you really quickly. Well, Newcastle, you can target your teammate with your ultimate and just jump like a leap a pretty good distance over there set down a wall right which is immediate cover you can also throw your tactical down if you need even more coverage to cover a whole nother angle and then your his revive shield is passive you're covering three four 360 degrees at this point so his really his main weakness is the air he's vulnerable to grenades he's vulnerable to gibraltar ultimate he's vulnerable to uh bangalore ultimate right so Newcastle and Watson are going to be best friends. Uh, if you really want to get the most out of Newcastle, Watson is his homie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I would agree with that. So you have Newcastle, right? We have um, Stormpoint coming up for ranked. Let's talk a little bit about some of the rank changes here. So a couple of really big ones. So in the past, ranked, you would get what's called uh, hard locked, right? And um, and essentially. Or, or, or um, I'm sorry, hard. What, what is it? Rank locked, right? Where you would get hard yeah, demotion. Stuck. No, but previously you get hard stuck in like a, a diamond four or yeah, right, right. plat four, right? You reach and, a plateau where you're not yeah. advancing anymore. And and but you couldn't go backwards, right? So you can't go backwards a tier. So you couldn't go from diamond down to platinum. So this year they're adding demotion to it. And I do think I really like this move right here because I think too many people um, towards, you know, when they got to a point where they plateaued, they're not going to raise rank anymore. They got, you know, hard stuck in diamond four, let's say. They still tended to play ranked and, and just not really play with much strategy anymore. So if you're solo queuing, you get stuck with this guy who just doesn't care anymore, but doesn't want to play yeah. in pubs. Or, or he's simply he's he he's plateaued, right? So you, you maybe you're good enough to get to Diamond Four, but that doesn't mean you're good enough to play Diamond Lobbies. So yeah. you could get teamed up with people who's beyond the skill level, or you know, like you don't have to be like Rambo. You don't have to be amazing to get through Diamond. The competition is not that insane at diamond you just have to be willing to learn be willing to play as a team uh you know play a team comp like select your legends intentionally that complement each other to set a goal what are you are you trying to get early kp and then play the ring to the end what do you or are you trying to play it outside the ring ultra aggro big kills maybe maybe you get bad placement but you got max kp you know like whatever you want to do like you're actually using strategy you're not just you know just running around with no goal. Yep, absolutely. And so demotion comes into the play. Um, I, I think what this is going to do is it's going to get, it's going to give you a goal. It's going to get you to where you think you need to be for the season. And when you plateau, you stop, right? You don't play ranked anymore. And that's going to allow uh, people, you know, with this fear of demoting back down to another uh, tier, you know, it's going to keep playing uh, people playing in in the tiers they're supposed to be in, 
and I, yeah. th- I think it's going to overall help the uh, the the experience and rank. They've also tweaked the RP mechanics and uh, points to favor team play, right? So you're there's much more premium on playing as a team because uh, it, it's it's more essentially it's more expensive to to like each ranked round you start it costs you a certain amount of rank just to play right so you're it's like throwing in a blind on a poker game right if you you might just lose that if you're careless but if you play your hand the right way uh you're gonna you're gonna win your hand and you're gonna gain rp that's like a whole like one hand of poker is like a whole game of apex in that sense uh so you want the way to get to make money off of your blind that you threw in the pot you got to get kills you got to get you got to place higher top 10 top five top three ideally you win with uh you know six kills or a combination of six kills and assists that's the current way that's how you maximize your rank points um but they're changing that up a bit in next season yep that's it yeah and um overall i like the new changes i think that um you know this. Uh, you know I know that you had some hesitation with this whole team RP, uh, where where if your team gets kills, you still get some, you know, ranked points out of it. I, I really like the idea. I think it encourages more teamwork. I think um, right now more than ever, you know, you you don't need to be the lone wolf, right? If you think you're better than the rest of your team, you know. I don't. I, I, you play I with them, like you, you play, play with, with them. them. Yeah, yeah, because because that's how you're gonna. No matter how good you are, you know, you're. you're uh, it's that's gonna help you. That's just what smart players do, and people yeah. who solo queue, that's what they do. You know, so and and this new uh, RP system um, further enhance because that's the way the devs want you to play. They want to encor- encourage team play. So basically, in a nutshell, without getting too technical for people who may not be familiar with this game. They're just uh, they're incentivizing team play and disincentivizing lone wolfing. Yeah, but let me let me just say one thing, right? Like, if you're not playing this game, what are you doing with your life, right? <laughs> I mean, I really want to know because it's uh, it's free on PlayStation, free on Xbox. Now it's on Switch. Right? And it's not pay to win either. So for a lot win. of times, if it's free, it's pay to win. But nope. Uh, it's just cosmetics that you spend your money on if you want complete cosmetics right um everything else can be earned i mean you can unlock new at legends just by playing um you know it's it's free on pc if you're a pc gamer i mean it, it really is a solid game and the fact that it's free i think it's just i just think it's just hands down it's it's amazing so highly recommend um you picking up Apex if you haven't played it. If you tune into us a little bit more, we're gonna be talking a lot about Apex. That's kind oh, of yeah. our primary game, so we're gonna talk about a lot of it. We're not we're not getting burnt out either. Like this, they they do a really good job keeping it fresh, keeping our attention. So we're still loving it. Yeah, they they really do a, a, a wonderful job. So, um, all right. So I you know we're kind of running out of time here, Caleb. I know I wanted to talk a little NFL, but I think um, we'll save it for our next yeah. our next uh, episode. You know, NFL is still in its off season. We just had the draft. We'll actually this next episode 
we'll have the schedule because oh, uh, schedule comes out, I believe, on Thursday. So yeah. we'll talk a little bit about matchups and scheduling we're, as well. Just a brief there, a few seconds. I mean, we're both big NFL fans. Uh, we're both Panthers fans. Um, and we're both big fantasy football fans. So not only are we going to talk about NFL, but also fantasy football as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, I know this this podcast spent a lot of time on our history. We wanted to do that because we, again, wanted to show you, you know, our past. And we're not just two random guys talking about gaming. I mean, we, we really do have a really, really nice gaming history. Um, but, you know, in our future ga- in our future podcast, I mean, we're going to be talking about you know, gaming in its present day. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit the past every now and again. But we're going to talk about, you know, sports. We're going to talk about other things outside of gaming, you know, because not all gamers are just strictly in the games, right? And, and we want to talk about everything. And we want you guys to also interact. We'll be putting out on, if you go to our uh, podcast on Spotify, you'll be able to see a question of the week that you'll be able to answer and go ahead and answer and we'll, we'll bring it up on the air and we'll talk about it in our discussion. So we hope that you guys do subscribe to us. Please make sure you rate us. Uh, we hope we, that, that uh, you found us entertaining and uh, we'll be providing some weekly content to you guys um, throughout the year. So uh, any last words, Caleb, before we, uh, we wrap this one up? Not much. Just excited uh, to keep going with this, man. Keeping the conversation going. We got a lot to talk about and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for tuning in today. Please, again, make sure that you subscribe to us. Click those like buttons. Uh, You know, we're going to continue to do this on a weekly basis. And we're really looking forward to talking to you all. Um, We'll be setting up a Twitter account as well. Full interaction with us. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll open up our Discord to allow fans to come in and and we can interact with you guys so uh, anyway everybody we'll see you next time thank you for tuning in bye everyone